Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Wednesday, April 26th, and we're joined today. Don't laugh at me. You still hesitate. <laughs> right before we check, you're like, I'm not going to mess this up. I always forget what day it is because I'm not a real grown-up. Sigh. You interrupted me saying Sorry. we are joined by return guest, Nick. Hello. Uh, you might have heard me laughing as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At yeah. me, not with me. You're yeah, not yeah, allowed yeah. to laugh yet. Um, uh, thank you for having me again. I kind of forced my way in here about five minutes before the podcast started. So, I tell yeah. people that if you want to be on the podcast, find out when we're doing it, usually around Tuesday or Wednesday morning, afternoon, and just show up. Pretty much, yeah. But then I was like, eh, there was a lot going on. I'm not going to like try to make this happen. And there's actually like, I rolled in deep with three people and then the other two yeah. ran off. So yeah. we don't have that many microphones. Yeah. And I think they implied that they would sit in the room with us and just watch. But even it's if a, they wanted to. It's a small room. Yeah, yeah. Too, like, like five people's a lot in here. It, it would be bad. So I am happy I'm back though because I wanted to like clear up. I've been like losing sleep over the fact that it sounded like I insulted the room last time I was here. Oh, no. I still love the room. Nobody remembers that. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been losing sleep about it. Did you so. get hate mail? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was worried I was too like woke for like the Mayfair crowd or something. You do know the mutual friend uh, of ours that's a crazy room fan guru. Yeah, yeah. Of calls himself Guru. It's not his real yeah, name, yeah. but anyway, not important. Actually, his name is also Nick. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so NIC, though. So they're all Nicks. Yeah, anyway, yeah. and so that's the guy. Whenever I mention like, and he's going to be losing his mind listening to this because he's like, oh, they're talking about me. But whenever I mention like my friend who's a big room fan, it's that guy. Yeah. And Nick has also known him for. I did. Uh, I years. actually did in my 20s meeting Tommy Wise out here, actually. Oh, there I you go. I saw the Pixies at the Civic Center, and then later that night, walked down, and it was the Tommy Wiseau, uh, Greg Sestero. Uh, Adventure Hour. Yeah, yeah. Damn. That's People keep asking about his new movie, which, yeah. did, have we mentioned that it's real? <laughs> I, well, seemingly. Seemingly. It's starting to get to the point where it's hard for us to think it's not real. Because not even joking around, a couple podcasts ago, a few podcasts ago, we were talking about there was a buzz in the air that Tommy had a new movie, but... Lee, one-on-one -on -one texting with Greg, even Greg Sestero <laughs> was like, I don't think this is a real thing. He's texting with Greg Sestero, oh man. And then it was like a couple days later, social media from Portland. Yeah, because I was following it meticulously yes. and letting you know, even though I wasn't sure if you cared that much, but I was kind of obsessed. <laughs> I was curious. Because I just... He... Oh, it was April Fool's, right? That's, uh, yeah. that's where the confusion <laughs> came from. I believe the show was April 2nd, but he announced it on April 1st. Yeah. Or, or, or originally it was supposed to be the day before, and then he did a preview preview show or something. And he's like, I, I know it's April Fool's, but, you know, this is the worst time he always opens. But, <laughs> but it's real, so he says. But we still didn't believe it. And so, yeah, I was following crazily, and I had to let Josh know because... It's a fascinating story. Yeah, like Greg told us two years ago, three years ago, whenever the hell that was, that it's not a real movie. Yeah. And they just shot a, it was fun a fake trailer, trailer. Yeah. Just for silly fun. And that's exactly what it looked like. I mean, so, but it seems to exist. <laughs> really? and, and it's Big Shark. I mean, we haven't said the title of the movie, Big but Shark. I mean, it's anyone who knows Tommy Wiseau knows already. But yeah, it does seem to be real. And it seems to be that he shot it to be a participation movie, which is right. some people are a little. They don't know how to feel about that because the the room obviously was not shot to be a participation movie. Yes, but yeah. now this now it, despite it, what he may claim, yes, right, and now it's yeah. the or what well, one of the top two anyway participation movies, and so now of course his instinct will be to gear to that. But then it's a fascinating thing, like if Breen did that, like I don't believe that Breen does that deliberately. No, he just makes no. what he wants to make. He's also he's going to gear it in a way that no other person would. Yeah, well that's the thing. Cause, uh, and again, I'm trying not to be rude. <laughs> I don't want to say he has broken sensibilities compared to like a Spielberg or someone like that. That he you know he does what he does, which is great. You know, he's it's very. Unique sensibilities. Yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. like, what is Tommy Wiseau deliberately? 
deliberately trying to make the room, what is that like? That's weird. As soon as he backpedaled, and this was a number of years ago, and he started throwing out that it was a comedy. And I was like, no, you made a drama. It said like, Tennessee Williams, spelt incorrectly also, not the point. But yeah, it, he thought that that was a real... Again, I, everything I say about the room sounds so mean, but I, I don't yeah. mean it that way. Well, and there was a movie that I'm going to forget the title of because I didn't realize we were going to go down the room path. <laughs> you sorry, never know. Sorry, you didn't know yeah. that Nick no, was okay. going to be I brought here. in that bad room energy. Around yeah. 15 years ago, there was a purposefully done movie and it was called the lost skeleton or something oh yeah like that. of cadavera that right okay yeah, there. i've got the dvd close. yeah and there's a sequel to it i know people who really love that movie i didn't like it because when you watch them yeah they were making what they thought was serious sci-fi mm -hmm. and if it turns out campy and fun that's okay because you're still kind of appreciating it yeah but then when you make birdemic two three four you know that you're making a bad movie on purpose. Are you announcing pandemic or pandemic? Ooh, pandemic. too much. Birdemic for it. Is there not a birdemic for it? Not yet. yet. Three just came out, so. I'm predicting it. Like I, Babe I, Ruth predicting his home run. The prequel, maybe? Like, yeah. have they done that? Anyway. So it's tough. Batman 66 is brilliant because they knew exactly what they were doing. Like, right. comics were campy at the time. They were bright and colorful and fun. But sometimes you try to recreate that. Yeah. And it just doesn't fly. So... If Tommy is saying Big Shark is a fun participation movie, I don't think anyone makes a participation movie on purpose except for maybe Rocky Horror or something, you know? Yeah, and, and like as kids, we didn't know Batman 66 was funny on purpose. No, he's just awesome. Yeah. So that's why it worked. But yeah, yeah, La Skeleton uh, of Cadavera, I feel I should say this full title. Anyway, I liked it, but there's definitely certain parts where you're like, okay, you're trying a little bit too hard. But there's some parts that just work in a silliness way yeah you know and so for what it is i still to this day quote parts from that well uh, i mean sorry sorry i didn't mean to cut you off I, there wasn't really i don't know why i said uh it seemed uh, like i was gonna keep but i was also so. gonna say that you know there, there was that like period of five or six years too where they were just like cranking out shark versus crocodile in space and and kind of still yeah. but yeah, not yeah. as much and i mean you know those are entertaining for what they are for sure jaleel white's yeah. gotta eat yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like eric can you keep up with the shark movies on Oof. tubi no every God. time i tune in to watch my dark shadows or gi <laughs> joe it seems like there's four new shark movies in there Tubi yeah. originals and i'm i'm to the point where, like i still follow all this stuff but i only really seek out the ones that aren't just i don't know deliberately hyper dumb i guess and there was one oh geez i don't remember like they all the titles all blend together like yeah it's all yeah, the same yeah. Thing. like megalodon but, versus yeah aliens and so that's the thing like kind of don't go for those versus ones but then there'll be ones that come out where it seems like they actually tried a bit or whatever you know they're not going to be big budget but like yeah. I, I still can't remember that there was one that was announced and the guy who wrote it did an interview and he was like i like these movies i think it might have even been an asylum film and he was like you know we know what we're making it is what it is but i tried to write this screenplay to do stuff a bit different than what i'd seen in shark movies and that kind of excited me because i was like he knows what he's making the shark scenes might not be great but at least he's like trying new things i mean according to him what else is he gonna say obviously and then so it took me a while to actually see the movie it was like in the states only for a while and i saw it and i was like well it wasn't very good <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it was at least like stuff like that i'm going on my way to try in between stuff like you know the black demon and meg 2 which actually have budgets and 
look pretty actually they just they have actors yeah and they just played i guess there's a comic-con or something happening right now i can't remember what it is like maybe san diego i'm not sure but they're showing first footage from the meg 2 which apparently looks amazing and the meg fights a dinosaur in it apparently it's in the trailer it's not a spoiler but anyway and so stuff like that and the black demon you know that looks pretty good and so but it's so few and far between and like i don't feel like they even make that much money that we deserve a big budget shark movie like i want it are these actually breaking even like the meg only made 500 million which is a lot but as we've talked about before the budget was what 150 million you know so yeah well i thought about that recently doing this early but it's on my mind so we have a man called otto coming up this week is that the guest that we've got or yeah, yeah. tom hanks <laughs> but maybe i don't know it's just inflation the budget of a man called otto is 50 million dollars okay but like is it a period piece no it's it's a present day tom hanks grumpy old man in suburbia movie is he doing an accent uh no so it's just, not like the terminal it's tom hanks yeah okay. and but and it did okay like i think it made 150 million wow which I, is not a billion but it's more than i thought to be honest but you look at that and my brain is like how could halloween be 10 million and a man called Otto be 50 million but maybe it's purely that tom hanks got a big paycheck everybody got paid better they had more time to shoot. They had more of a orchestra. Everything was bigger. He must be a producer on it too, I would think. Yeah. And I know sometimes Tom Hanks just doesn't take a cut until after to, yeah. to keep the budget down. But maybe that is what it is nowadays where a small movie is $50 million and a big movie is $200 million, Whereas a few years back, a small movie would be... 20 million in a big movie 100 million yeah or at least a small movie with a multi-oscar winner is 50 million yeah but i don't who else is in it like any nobody okay just tom with all okay, due respect so. so tom's getting paid and then yeah so maybe it's a 30 million dollar movie and he said don't pay me off the back end and then they yeah. just gave him a 20 million dollar paycheck and that's how it works yeah, that's interesting but yeah, i just caught my eye because it was like that seemed like a movie that should be around eight million dollars to me i don't know yeah well and then there's someone like tom cruise taking back end on top gun 2 and i didn't i didn't even read the article by someone the other day and it's like tom cruise made a lot of money off top gun 2 i'm like oh you don't say like i can only speculate <laughs> oh he must God. have made at least a hundred million nobody maybe thought more. top gun 2 was going to be that big i'm sure everyone thought it was going to be big yeah but especially just with the time it came out and on the heels of covid stuff and other big movies kind of did well but definitely took a hit I'm sure Black Widow would have done way better if it came out later. I'm sure Turning Red would have done way better if it came out later. Yeah. But Top Gun 2, I can't imagine how much money he specifically made off of yeah. that. Yeah. Well, and also, obviously, like, people were going to see it for Ed Harris. But, I mean... That too. You know, <laughs> I guess some people like Tom Cruise. But, too. I mean, good tar- good timing in terms of it being, you know, very much like a theater movie as well. And like, yeah. Yeah. He did... He stuck to his guns, you know, like, uh, no pun guns. intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. But, I mean, I will say that Tom Cruise's stubbornness and i'm not gonna say may have saved theaters or anything like that but just like they easily multiple times could have just been like all right put it out fine whatever you know because they sat on that for like almost two years i feel like the whole ongoing hbo warner brothers oh, yeah. turmoil <laughs> which never seems to stop i just saw john oliver making fun of his bosses yeah a couple days ago He's again. Good at that. <laughs> and, but i'm sure there was a thing where they were just like no we're gonna put it out on tv we're gonna put it out vod or whatever yeah and that he and a few other filmmakers were like, oh, come on, give us a shot. And it worked. And now we're kind of back. And people still, it's so people always point at the negative. So they'll point at something that didn't do as well. And I'm like, yeah, but you remember that Avatar 2 and Top Gun 2 and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man 
and Jurassic World all made a billion dollars <laughs> each. So people are coming back to those big movies. Yeah, no, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially if there's stuff upcoming like Indiana Jones and whatever. Like, I mean, that should be a massive worldwide so. smash. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, what if it's not? I don't know. You never know. Yeah, and like now, I mean, we're actually like, we're sort of having a wealth of wishes. A wealth of wishes. Uh, riches. <laughs> toy also. to toy to toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like Renfield and Evil Dead Rise. I mean, like, yeah. it's getting excellent yeah. reviews. And like, I was just thinking about it the other day. Like, I mean, I don't tend to go to not this theater often. Yes. It has to be very special and something I can't wait six months, eight months, whatever. You right, know. right. Like, for example, Scream 6 just hit VOD, I think, today or yesterday. Okay, yeah. And that's something like, th sure, that would have been cool to see in theaters, but I'm not like, <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm not dying to see Scream 6. I'm like, God, everything I say is just a tie into the movie <laughs> and stuff. But just to say, like, it's funny, like now, like there are at least three movies right now that I'm like, oh yeah, I could go see that. I'm still not doing it, but like, you know, I could go see that. Well, and I wonder if that's where a lot of people are too, where like, maybe it's not like a COVID reluctance, but it's just like, I guess, force of habit being like, oh, like, you know, maybe I'll go to this or, mm. or maybe I won't. Yeah. There's a friend of Mayfair who went to three movies yesterday because it was cheap Tuesday. So we wow. went to five o'clock, seven o'clock and nine thirty, I think it was. And it was like, yeah, Evil Dead Rise at 5, which is pretty fun, actually. Like, if you really want to yeah. see that at 5 <laughs> o'clock. And then Renfield at 710. And then I think, and I was like, you know what? That's actually a dope double bill. And then he went to The Pope's Exorcist at 930. What? And I was like, <laughs> not, uh, maybe not for me. Like, I'm not sure. And honestly, would I want to do a triple bill at Cineplex in 2023? I yeah. don't even know, man. That's a lot of ads. Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> 90 minutes of ads in your day. Yeah, but I was it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I don't care about Pope's Exorcist. I mean, I like Russell Crowe, but I'm like, I don't. I don't I'm not a big exorcist religious horror type guy usually, like yeah. sometimes. But yeah, I was just like, wow, this is actually a time where I could see myself going to see two or three movies in a row not at Mayfair. Like at Mayfair, yeah, it's yeah. almost every week I could see myself seeing all the stuff we show, but yeah, I get in for movies free here and I can't keep up. That's my humble break about the Mayfair. Every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, I missed that one because I had something else to do or I was working yeah, at the same right. time or whatever. I had to go get food. It's true. Yeah. How, but however, I will, speaking of Mayfair, it was pretty fun to just have my, I brought a couple of uh, younger guys in just now. Oh, yeah. And they'd never been here before, which I guessed based on them just stumbling in. And it's so funny seeing like a, a 20 year old, a 25 year old, whatever. Okay, well, I know you, you have no reason to be this end of the city, let alone at an old theater. There must be a better way to say that <laughs> aged theater. But it was funny because like even them who don't really go to the movies that often aren't really Mayfair patrons come in and they are just taken aback by coming into a place like this. And it's like you kind of take it for granted, even probably Nick at this point where you're just like, it's awesome. I love no, it. But, but like every time you walk up and you get that reveal, you're just like, OK, yeah, this is, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, so like that, that was kind of cool. Not really the same thing, but just talking about Cineplex and Mayfairs and all that, like that, you know, you're not going into Cineplex and being like, wow, you know, I mean, maybe a kid probably. Yeah, I'm, I wonder what would have happened in the horrible, horrible alternate universe where the Mayfair got torn down back in 2008, because I'm so frustrated with the multiplex experience a lot. And it's no different than, and I don't think this is an insult, but it's like, you know, going to a high-end restaurant or going to a fast food restaurant like, <laughs> which one are we well i don't know <laughs> but it's like you know the burger you get it at a more expensive place or, or a fancier place or the burger you get at mcdonald's sometimes isn't <laughs> as good and but i'll go to the multiplex and sometimes there'll be nice folks working there mm -hmm. and other people who are clearly other movie fans or whatever cool standees maybe cool standees yeah but it's just the 
even in the design, like I've been to some recently where the exit lights are too close to the screen. <laughs> oh, no. And all you need is a little barn door on there yeah. to, to prevent that. And they'd still be safe, you know? Oh, the old man Josh rant. And it <laughs> makes, especially on a dark film, it makes, you can see the light on the yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, you know, the ongoing complaint of 85 ads. Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's so loud, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it's just the other folks where sometimes you see somebody there and they're they're just straight up on their phone for the whole movie. And you're just like, what do you do? That's why, yeah, I was I was mentioning to the other guys about potentially watching a movie. And they were like, oh, yeah, but you don't like it when people talk during the movie. And I was like, well, I don't like it when teenagers who shouldn't be in an R-rated movie are talking during a movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're, like, saying an aside to someone else, at least, like, I know you, so I'll tell you to shut up. It's a little yeah, different. Yeah, when we sneak in, which is... I mentioned it the other day, you kind of forget. And I'm sure anybody who has a job where you get someone who works at Disneyland and they get to sneak their folks in for free yeah. or someone who works at a nice restaurant and they make it free meals every <laughs> once in a while. That burger you're talking about. That, oh, that <laughs> burger. Fast food or gourmet. All that. Or, yeah, yeah. But what a privilege that us dummies get to sneak in here on weekday afternoons and watch a movie. It is something <laughs> that like, I never fully get over it, but you do get a bit of, not blasé, but yeah, when it, this is the kind of thing that would have made my life to do it once in 2001, whenever I moved here, you know, and like, and, it, and you come here and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And like the idea of rent, and I tried to rent the theater the one for my, God, a, a 30th, I think it was. And it wasn't that it was a bad price, but it was just like, you know, when you're 30 and you know, you're not, you know. Yeah. I was just like, ah, is it is this a smart use of money, you know? And, and people are like, oh, you can just charge your friends, you know, 20 bucks out or something like that. And I was like, I, then I feel bad doing that. And so ultimately, I think, because I always think of it in terms of like a TV or something. And I was like, oh, I, but I could buy a TV. I don't need to buy a TV, but I'm always, I don't know what it is. Something about that. I put things in terms of that or like, oh, that's a pair of headphones, you know? And so like. Well, especially when you're like, you know, 30 and you don't have like. 29. Less, 20, yeah, 29 even. <laughs> so even less disposable income. Yeah. Like, and I didn't work here, obviously, yeah. at the time. And so, and but I, I kind of, I knew you and Lee. I mean, I knew Nick, but but I knew like Josh and Lee, you know, to a point, but not like, you know, I knew of you guys. It was more just. You so know. you undertook the long con. Yeah. You got a job. It worked. And it worked. then got on the podcast. Yeah. That's what I did. Wait long enough. And that took a while too. You know, it was just you and Andrew on the podcast. And eventually I managed to outweigh. Get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor. All for the goal of getting me on. Yeah. yeah. For a second time. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though I, I wasn't really brought up except jokingly, but here yeah, you are. I kind of just bullied my way in again. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it is, it, it is very cool. And like, yeah, I, I just. Every so often, I remember that spark that people get, and I mean that I still do get while being here. But like you know, we are, yeah, we are privileged to be able to do that. Especially Josh, he can just come in. He's got a key. I don't have a key. It's the biggest ego boost, and it's a shame that Twitter was built as a thing of good. Twitter was built as supposed to be communication with your friends and advertising your business and world news. And of course, it's gone horribly, horribly wrong. But I've said it before, but I've managed to kind of curate my horse blinders on Twitter down and it's filmmakers and retro nerd sites and me and you <laughs> and I just I kind of avoid a lot of the bad stuff but at its best and I've got it just in the last couple of days is people from faraway lands like Los Angeles checking in and being like just giving it a heart of a movie we're screening or indie filmmakers are really good about it even uh, Phil Tippett did it the other day Whoa. Just he typed in Ottawa with exclamation points and retweeted the Mayfair branded Mad God poster. Yeah, we we had some good. I was gonna say views, but like listens, I guess one would say. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's so been good. When people are tuning into the podcast or saying, "Oh, I wish it was in Ottawa to see this movie," we get that a lot. Folks who have moved away, whether it be to London, England, or Vancouver, or somewhere down in the states, and they will retweet and be like, "Oh, I wish I was in Ottawa tonight." And for someone to take that 
just extra second to kind of throw us a little compliment is always nice and humbling because it's just like, say it was Army of Darkness. They're like, oh, you can watch Army of Darkness at home, but that they're sad that they're not here having that experience is very nice. And we get that a lot with, we just had a sold out sing-along screening of Sound of Music for a church group for uh, their choir. Yeah. But they did a good job because they sold out at 20 bucks a ticket times 325. It was so funny how it's exactly like Rocky Horror, but completely different. Where Rocky Horror is people in fishnet stockings and drag and makeup and they're throwing things. And then Sound of Music is maybe a slightly older crowd, but not always, some younger folks too, dressed as nuns or dressed as... Nazis. uh, no Nazis. Thankfully. No Nazis. <laughs> please, please don't. But dressed as those singing kids, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. and full on singing along and having a great time and having an experience where they could sit at home and watch Sound of Music on Disney Plus, but that they came out and both to support a charity, which was nice. And you just can't beat that. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. And I was speaking of Rocky, I was showing like, yeah, one of the guys that I brought, he saw the poster in the uh, candy bar. Oh, yeah. And which is not even the real poster for the movie, but it's it's, it's like more so an absent friends poster. Yeah. Sam's on the poster. Yeah. Too. And so he sees that and he's like, what is this? <laughs> and I was like, okay, so these are the people I was like, this is the guy that was in Drag Dragon. And I was like, it, this came out in the 70s and people dress up. And I'm like trying to make sense of this for someone who's 20 years old. And yeah, and he was like. Yeah, it was kind of weird to him, and I was like, "That's Tim Curry," and I'm, I didn't even bother being like from Legend and all this. He's not; he doesn't know those things. But it's it's kind of fun to expose someone to that, even if his first instinct is kind of like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's like you know, it's fun to expose people to new stuff, and you know, well, like, you know, it'll stick with him regardless. Like, oh yes, yes, yeah. leave forever changed from the Mayfair Theater, yeah, exactly. And especially that we do screen newer, hipper films as well. Like in the last little while, whether it's Bodies, 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 or Megan, or something like that. Yeah. So. So we still do get that college crowd in here, especially, man, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies did really well. That's kind of surprising, too, because it, it was kind of under the radar a little bit. Did it do well enough to garner a sequel, or are they doing anything? I mean, it's it's A24. It works so like, well. A24 as... don't seem to really do sequels. Like, yeah. I could be totally wrong They've been wrong like, pushing that. it pretty hard on Prime, though, so like I feel like it's yeah. probably done good on VOD as well. And but... it has. Charlie XCX did the song for yeah. it, and now she's starring in the Faces of Death remake, which upset a lot of horror gatekeepers will call them but i'm like yeah. first of all so face dumb. of death is not very good yeah so the remake already it's like well who cares well, i mean to the sense that it's like who cares about being a purist like it's like it's gonna be what it's gonna be but also you're like a lot of people who weren't actors actresses or weren't you know this or that genre can do stuff and it's like who cares like what well, if she sucks then sure then say it sucked but it's like I mean, Paris Hilton was fine in House of Wax. Like, she wasn't great, but it's like... I mean, she, she wasn't the reason House of Wax is not good. No, but, but she was the reason it did better than yeah, it could absolutely. have, ironically. Yeah. So well, I'm sure, and I haven't looked into this at all, but if they're doing a movie called Faces of Death, it's probably some form of reimagining, right? Yeah, like, exactly. it's like yeah. she plays a character who finds a tape. Yeah. Or, like, it's, it's something. It's not just going to be fake death on the screen for 80 minutes. No. But that always makes me mad, that, that nerd gatekeeping of you're not nerd enough... Because, and I told this to Eric, what I always laugh at is Mads Mikkelsen is on this nerd run where he was in Star Wars, he's going to be in Indiana Jones, he played Hannibal Lecter, and you can find these really funny clips of him, and he's not rude about it or anything, but he is not a nerd. And he <laughs> jumped into playing Hannibal, and he had not seen the movie, not read the books, he jumped into Star Wars, no idea anything about Star Wars. I wouldn't be surprised if on the press for Indiana Jones, he's like, I haven't seen any of the movies. Yeah. But guess what? 
he did a good job. So I feel bad for, and I told Eric, because I'm old, so I didn't know who Charlie was. And then he told me a couple of the things she did. And one was the title song for, uh, which one? Uh, the the Oscar winner. Oh, yeah. Promising, Promising a Woman. Yeah. Promising a Woman. Yeah. And so then I go to those gatekeepers and I'm like, well, she participated in an Oscar winning movie. Yeah. What did you do today? Essentially a horror movie, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, I'm sure she gets approached for plenty of things. So it's like, okay, clearly something about this stood out, whether it's her yeah. own, like, interest or i would not be shocked if she's a huge horror fan yeah like, it would make perfect sense to me and i mean realistically the people that are making faces of death aren't like backing like a trailer full of money to her house either like it's not going to be like a hundred million dollar movie or anything no yeah you if you choose if you're like a smash worldwide artist and you choose to be in the faces of death remake it's not because they're throwing 20 million dollars at you like you want to be part of it some dumb star wars trolls got mad that jack black and lizzo were in Mando. I will say Jack Black. I found a little distracting. Like it wasn't that he was bad, but it's just yeah. like it, it's it's Jack Black. I love Jack Black. But, but pretend I'm just... you're six and you don't know who Jack Black is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But they were like one person that got a lot of flack from like the universe was like, oh, Star Wars used to be for us nerds and now it's for cool people. And what? someone replied and was like, I'm pretty sure in junior high, Lizzo and Jack Black were not the cool kids. No, Jack Black was <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. a weirdo. I have to assume. And Lizzo, Lizzo's, she's like a classically trained like flautist as well. Oh, like, yeah, she's yeah, she was wearing some bandique, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like it's this weird anger, but it's like so. So yeah. So now, now I'm I'm all for young Charlie to do great in Faces of yeah, Death. Yeah, and if she kills it, like all the better. Like, yeah. and I'm know. probably dumb for just calling her Charlie, but I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. I feel weird throwing those letters at the end. Yeah, but. her last name's not really XCX. So don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure out if it was like Roman numerals. Yeah. Was like I was like, what do you, what's a C? Is it a hundred? C is a hundred. Okay. So X C would be so 10, 90, <laughs> but then 10 after. I don't, never I don't know. think it's, most importantly, I don't think it's Roman numerals. Yeah. But, yeah. This is why you're not a guest normally. You come in with your Roman <laughs> come numeral with, like, stuff. Come in hot with the Roman numerals. That's a question at press conference. You break your way yeah. in. You're like, Charlie, yeah. Charlie. Although um, you have um, now been on more podcasts than Paul, though. Hey. So, like, my, I mean, two, my two best friends are competing for oh, podcast times. You have, like, the geographic advantage. It, yeah, but it's only your second one now. He has to fly years. in from L.A. We're trying to get him. I was like, come for Gamera, you know, come for yeah. <laughs> whatever, other things. Anyway, I guess we should talk about movies we're playing. Yeah, let's do it. Let's chat about, let's briefly mention the movies we are screening the week of Friday, April 28th. Let's briefly address the reason for this podcast. Yeah, we already mentioned A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. It's a remake oh. of a foreign film, which I'm pretty sure I saw here like 10 years ago, which also might have been called A Man Called Otto. Wow. I forget, but it's based on a book and a foreign film. And this is the English adaptation of it. And Do you, you know foreign from where? Or? Yeah. I 100% forget. I was going to say there's no way he knows off the top of his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I'm, I look like a now Danish? Like an How about Danish? So. Let's say Danish. It's, yeah. It was a Danish film. Beloved Danish movie, A Man Called Otto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what I think is fun is it's Tom Hanks playing grumpy old man, which must be fun for him because he's, you're going to say America's dad, but he's like the world's dad. So it's probably fun for him to play just a curmudgeon old Scrooge of a guy. But yeah, that looks like a nice family film you could bring the parents to, which sometimes you can't do at Mayfair movies, so I might come to that with my mom. Oh, that's Aww. nice. Then we have a highly acclaimed film called The Quiet Girl, which was up for the Best International Feature Film nominee at the Oscars oh, and yeah. won a bunch of other stuff and was no problem for me to find a bunch of five stars five-star reviews to stick on the website perfect it's about a neglected girl who is taken away from her dysfunctional family and she goes into care and does well there but then finds a secret that no one else knows about oh so i don't know if it turns i don't know secret garden i don't know if it turns thriller or if it turns fantastical or comedy I don't perhaps I, I like going into these movies just not knowing 
it's kind of fun just to kind of be surprised. But yeah, highly acclaimed film. Four stars from The Observer. Four stars from San Francisco Chronicle. And unlike some of these big dramas, it's only 90 minutes. Huge. Which nice. is the way I like movies because everything is eight hours long nowadays. Maybe she gets loud at the end and that's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, she, she's not quiet at all. <laughs> really setting up for a sequel there. Yeah, I can't wait. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of The Tank. Oh, yes. A brand new film. So new that it's hard to find positive or negative reviews about it. Except my hype, which has been consistently high. It's a New Zealand creature feature with effects from Peter Jackson's Weta Workshop. Yeah, like it's been getting hype. Obviously, the initial hype was the Peter Jackson involvement. Well, Peter Jackson company involvement. But I believe like I have actually been hearing positive things about the movie itself. I think they're just starting to roll out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because like this kind of came out of nowhere about a month ago, if that. I think Bloody Disgusting did a story or whatever, and they dropped the trailer and maybe the poster or whatever. But but yeah, like it's... Getting a lot of hype. I'm part of that hype, but still. like When we booked it a couple weeks ago, for real, it didn't have a trailer or a poster yet. <laughs> That's what I figured. Yeah. And it had a listing on IMDb that didn't have much information. <laughs> so we just... Usually, our little template for our posters is we put the poster in, and then to the right of it, we put Ottawa Premiere and the dates and some reviews. There was no reviews, so we just kind of put the synopsis and Ottawa Premiere and Weta Workshop on there. Yeah, but yeah. Peter Jackson Presents or something. Soon. Yeah. yeah, like close enough. But yeah, it looks really good. Then we have another horror film this week, Ennis Men, which is, I think, a Wicker Man-esque pseudo-1970s. Yeah, it seemed to me, the trailer and kind of what I've read, it's kind of like The Lighthouse meets Men meets A24. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and I think it's, I believe it's like, it's not found footage, but I think it's one of those rough edges, jumps around a bit, kind of like weird footage, kind of what's going on. Maybe she's going crazy, maybe she's not. I'm not 100% sure on that. I read a couple reviews that said it, you could genuinely be tricked that it was shot in 1973 yeah yeah, the acting and the production design and the look so that's kind of fun that it's a pseudo lost film almost yeah and i and i think it really is one of those you buy into it and you you fall down the journey kind of thing like it's not i don't know it's not a jump scare punch you in the face kind of thing it's just more of a like washing over you and then it's too late for you or whatever i do love a good like slow horror though like the original wicker man i know it's already dropped and like, I, I won't and name names, but, yeah, better, yeah. but yeah. Eric and I watched a couple of longer slow horrors this year. Yeah. And Eric did not like them. <laughs> well, there's certain like, I mean. This one's I, only 90 minutes. So and that hel- helps a lot. Funny that you sort of bring that up. And I'm, I'm sure this is what you're speaking of. But yeah. uh, and ironic because that's in the title. But Speak No Evil, that one that we watched that was enraging with the couple that oh, meet the yeah, other couple. Yeah, they yeah. just announced the remake. No way. And, and American? I, yeah. Wow. And I'm not sure if... I maybe That's I'll watch it. That's a heavy movie for a remake for yeah. a, the American multiplex audience. And that was a kind of movie where it was like good kind of slow tension for the first hour and a bit. And then the last 20 minutes is enraging. But like it was supposed to be so... Yeah. so dark. Yeah. And, so and, dark. And so that's the thing. Like I was just angry watching the last part. But you're supposed to be. So I'm like, well, then it was good. So... Like, clearly it was effective in some way. For sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are mad that they're already remaking it. But I was just like, well, I mean, I could see it, it working. fast. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It wasn't perfect, but maybe it was. But anyway, the point of it is, yeah, so they announced that. I'm not sure who's attached yet. Well, I think what helps with something like Ennis Men is there's no stars in it. So anytime there's a star in it, it takes out that illusion a bit. You're like, okay, that's an actor. Yeah, I that's know. Jack Black. Come on. Yeah, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black was in Ennis Men. <laughs> yeah, not my Star Wars. <laughs> 
And then wrapping up the week, we have a one-two punch of The Room on Friday night at 9.30, an early hey, show. We were just talking oh, nice, about that. Nice, nice. And then Cinema, Saturday Night Cinema, relatively early at 11.15. Yeah, we love those. Ooh. And that just happens thanks to these 90-minute movies. Yeah. At yeah. latest, it'll be on at midnight. But if we have a few 90-minute movies in a row that just mathematically means we can get our midnight movie done a little bit earlier. You know my question. What's playing before cinema? Ennisman. Oh. I think. Interesting. Uh, that, no, that's... you're supposed to like everything that we screen. No, you no, can't. but I, I'm more thinking <laughs> yeah, was of that it... an ooh of like a no, no, no. It's it more. Like I'm ooh. thinking of from the perspective of someone watching Ennisman, which is already, and, yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. instantly into whatever Lee makes you watch, yeah. which could. <laughs> it's more of an ooh of. I don't know about the crossover between those two crowds, yeah. but could happen. Yeah. No, that's funny because it's not the last. It was the thing before yeah. cinema, and then it was Clockwork Orange, and now Ennis okay. So we're getting more arty as it goes along. Maybe he's got some. Because there was a lot of those Wicker Man kind of movies. Yeah, so maybe he's got another one of those in the tank, Could you be. know? Yeah, he has the tank. Oh. Ah. Yeah. You're all over it today. So, yeah, no, come out of cinema. I, I, maybe I actually will come. Generally, I only come out to cinema when I'm doing it, which is maybe not cool, but it's like, it's late, you know? Come on. You're well, this is up. an early one, so you're you're lucky. I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll yeah, come yeah. out. Maybe Nick will be there. Maybe yeah, Maybe won't. I will be. Maybe we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can just ask Lee and be like, what are you playing? It's true. Sometimes he tells me, sometimes he tells me to kick the bricks, you know, so anyway. (laughs) The other thing I just wanted to mention was we have, we just booked, it's all online now, advanced tickets and the whole thing is Gamera, which Eric kind of mentioned. Because I'm very excited. And it's with the live music accompaniment. We're in a good rotation of doing this every few months now. We have a band that's not too far away over in Kingston. So sometimes people say like, oh, you should do that more. And you're like, well, yeah, but we don't, we aren't a band and you have to do the music and often it's original music. It's a whole thing, you know? So now that we know a band that is not too far away and they do a few of these a year, I think we're going to manage to do, I don't know, quarterly or so. Awesome. And Gamera is, of course, the Godzilla knockoff, one of the... Was it the first Godzilla knockoff? It might be. It was within a couple of years of the original Godzilla. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because like Mothra is a spinoff so yeah. technically not yeah because og godzilla is like 54 yeah or... yeah yeah so oh, man, this, this is was like... a few years later this is 65 oh so, so maybe there might have been another yeah, 30 yeah. giant monster movies in between there i love gamera as a mystery science theater aficionado i cannot get the gamera song out of my head when i <laughs> see or watch anything about gamera well you won't hear it this time i guess maybe they'll put it in uh, maybe, maybe i guess we'll <laughs> find a out. fun little uh little b-side for you guys we yeah. need it so that's all out there now. You can get those tickets. And the other one was, as we mentioned, Tommy, people are bugging me about the new Neil Breen movie. Mm. And it's always that I have to hold my tongue and not be a sarcastic, angry bastard. Yeah. But if you don't see it on the website or our social media, we promise we don't know. Even my friend was asking about it like yeah. a day or two ago. And I'm just like, we'll get it. We'll, we will Well, get it's it. funny. It was almost the same level of like, Tommy was there with speculation. She was like, does this even exist? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's played festivals yet or not, but I know it, it's done. Like it exists. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we'll, well see. And the, the different thing with Tommy and Neil is that, you know, if we want to book a man called Otto, if we want to book the quiet girl, we contacted the distributor. They contact us. There's a team in place. They have the movie done. Yeah. They know how to get it to us. Neil Breen is a guy. And what so a guy he is when too. you're, yeah, when you're booking, you email him and he replies to you. Yeah. He follows me on Twitter, by the way. Oh, wow. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. That's he followed cool. me last year and I was like, I can't abuse this. I don't even know if he follows the Mayfair on Twitter. Well, <laughs> in a way he does. Cause it's me. 
can't give an 100%, but I'm sure that Tommy and Neil's new cinematic offerings will be on screen soon, and we will let you know as soon as we know. 100%. But we don't know. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to wrap things up because we're going to go watch a possibly terrible movie on the big screen which Hopefully. we won't mention but because yeah. we don't want to hurt anyone's yeah, feelings yeah, maybe next week <laughs> yeah it's gonna be great it's gonna be great it's fine we're among friends yes we love it so thanks for listening everybody you can find information as we just snarkily mentioned on mayfairtheater.ca and twitter and facebook and instagram until those social media sites implode upon themselves but even if that happens just go to the website get on our newsletter and you can still find all of our prevalent information for upcoming films and we will be back next week to talk about more cool movies coming up soon at the mayfair bye everybody bye, bye. bye. Oh, thanks nick thanks I guess. Dick. Whatever. Yeah, yeah did i just like double up on your book no you're fine okay, okay okay we'll uh, fix it in post yeah yeah oh and by the time this comes out thursday the new cage movie will be out on digital butcher's crossing it seems every week there's a new movie coming out. I know. And this one Mayfair didn't get. So rent the theater privately and show this movie and invite <laughs> me. That's all I have. These are for you. The best movie of the year. I don't love him anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Experience this quirky new black comedy. You have my money, right? I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. It's a riot. You got ten. A film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, The Room, directed by Tommy Wiseau, rated R. Experience this quirky new black comedy, coming soon near you.